Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This is a new series with um, Whistler Kids Take Two. Now, I did my second series on Whistler Kids, and I had so much fun, and there's so many cool kids in Whistler that have grown up to be amazing adults. So this is a new series I'm excited to bring to you. Um, If you're not familiar with Whistler, obviously we were a co-host of the 2010 Winter Olympic Games. We have – it is a resort town, but we do have people that grew up here. That is like a thing I want to ingrain in people. This is a community and it's full of amazing humans that that I know a lot of. Um, thank you so much for dropping in on episode 85. Let me introduce the guest that we will be dropping in with today. Now, a reconstructed ACL, broken ankle, concussion, and other inju- injuries have not stopped our next guest. He started skiing at the age of three and now is a two-time Winter Olympian. He's also made history at the X Games, being the first Canadian to win a gold in men's halfpipe. He is a seven-time World Cup medalist, a world champion medalist, and he's taken home the 2019 Crystal Globe. Now, you might be wondering, what is a Crystal Globe, Mercedes? Well, that means that he was the overall top male halfpipe skier in 2019. That's a pretty big feat. Now, he's also married to his longtime girlfriend and Whistler kid in 2022. This son, husband, dog dad, Team Canada Winter Olympian, Canadian National Halfpipe Ski member, photographer, is a Whistler kid. Let me introduce Simon D'Artois. Okay, is it weird to hear all those accolades? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely a little bit. I was like, who are you talking about right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've had that done for me before and I was like I like the way that this sounds like most people yeah. that are in sports like you don't really think about everything that you've done until you're retired and then you're yeah. like oh dang yeah I did do all that so I know it's like wow that list is getting long maybe it's time to retire no it's not well it's up to you it's up to you it's up to you <laughs> Simon how are you today I'm doing well thank you how are you okay. I'm good thank you so much for dropping in thanks this for having me a super fun series that I that I'm like grateful to be doing two of um had like people that you know Marielle and Stan Ray and all those good people on the series when I started this podcast so I'm I finally got you on I'm happy about it uh are you ready for the rapid fire that's never rapid I am yes okay number one where in the world are you today I'm actually in Whistler yeah so I'm at home which is great because which uh, doesn't happen very often (laughs) no I mean it it, it kind of does and it doesn't, but you can get taken away pretty easily. So totally. it's good to be here. Okay, this is my like infamous question for Whistler kids. And I don't think I know what your answer is going to be. Okay, Whistler or Blackcomb? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be a little torn, I would say, but um, I'd probably be a Blackcomb kid. Yeah, that's um, fair. But then... You know, I've had had wonderful times on Whistler where you're just, I'm a both mountain kind of guy, you know. That's fair. <laughs> Which mountain did you grow up on? Probably Blackcomb. On Blackcomb? But I was, it would be like, if it was not good enough weather to ski the yeah. big park, then we'd go on Whistler. 
Okay. Or if, the, if, if, it, if it was a lot of snow, then we'd go and ski uh, peak or something like that. But okay. probably Is black your... home for sure. Like lots of time on, on black home. Okay. Well, what about your parents? Oh. <laughs> I probably. only ask this because my parents don't go on black home. Really? Like, to this day, they're not. It's not their jam. I would have to say that they are um, black home riders as well. Okay. Like, they like the crystal area. I think they like the the runs that you get, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. What year did they come to Whistler? My they dad, I believe my dad was like 74. Okay. And then my mom was like 89-ish, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Okay, when Black Home was a thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. But, there might uh, be a rival. You, there might be a rivalry there. Like your dad might be Whistler, <laughs> your mom might be Black Home. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit for sure. Wait, wait, it must be what, tough on the days that they go up together. You know, fighting over not looking to ride. It's okay. There's the peak to peak now. We can ride both. I, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I love that thing. Um, yeah. And and your wife Molly, what would she? What mountain would she rather go up? Oh, that's a tough one as well. Um, probably Black Home because yeah. she was it more fair totally fair so she likes that yeah <laughs> i had to throw her in there <laughs> yeah, right. uh number three okay what was your whistler like hangout when you were a kid versus where is it now oh because um, you're you're a different age than i am so <laughs> Yeah, I guess the hangout now would probably just be my apartment. <laughs> Home. And, the, so and the gym. And the gym. Right. The yeah. gym is a great hangout place, especially the uh, the Canadian Sport Institute that we uh, <clears throat> are able to use in Whistler. Um, yeah. You know, you run into a lot of athletes and people kind of on a similar head down program, and um, it's really inspiring. Um, really. But back in the day, <clears throat> it probably varied, you know, like I went through bike club, which was a huge hangout for me. Okay. Um, we have, Wait, I don't know anything about bike club. Well, we had storm BC and then we have, now we have DFX. Wait, 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 wait. Storm BC as that, is that, oh yeah, that's a bike club, but that's also the, that, the, like, though, that the was school like, mascot, isn't it? Yeah. Where I can't remember where is that Pemberton or is that Squamish? What the bike, the bike club? No, like Whistler Secondary is Storm. Like oh, that. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, because I only know that because we're the first year from seven to 12, I was. Yeah, so we yeah. had to like come up with the logo and that was it. But oh, Storm awesome. Bike Club was its own entity, right? Yes. Yeah, so they were um, <clears throat> basically run out of a trailer in the parking lots, I guess. So they had yeah. like a container, had like, you know, chairs and like b bike fixing equipment and bikes. And like, it was like your clubhouse basically. And so we'd like meet up there in the morning, you know, hang out. Right. And then yeah. the groups, the groups would go out and ride for the day. And, uh, and then we would, it eventually turned into racing. So that was kind of like a hangout for me. Um, skiing, like the freestyle ski program yeah. was a, a hangout for me as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say like the mountain, in the winter time and well and in the summer and then you know a lot of the lakes are in the village like we would kind of roam either biking in the village everywhere. Or pass through it and yeah so yeah biking everywhere 
pass through the veil. Like, um, yeah, Whistler is a pretty amazing place. It's really accessible on a bike. So you can just kind of hop on it and get anywhere. Right. And when you're rolling around with your friends, it's just, it's very cool. It is. It is its own entity. Like, and, and we have both traveled the world and I can honestly say that I really do love being home, which is nice. I'm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Number four, are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, definitely a night owl. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Good thing we're filming on, uh, what's the date today? Tuesday, June 27th in the morning for you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'd happily do it now than at night. It would probably be a pain if I had to do it at 11 at night. Right, right. Okay. When I'm trying to be a night owl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, how would you normally start your day? Um, probably with... Um, brushing my teeth, some water, and then some coffee. And then maybe uh, prolonging the eating process, depending on which day it is or, um, yeah, kind of what What do you mean life. prolonging the, like, if you're doing a competition, would you not eat in the morning? Um, no, I'd probably eat. It's easier to eat when I'm kind of on the road or in a routine other than yeah. the going to the grocery store part i kind of just walk in and say i don't know what i want but then you figure it out yeah, yeah um yeah. but uh yeah when i'm at home and in the off season i tend to do um some fast fasts a little oh, bit more do you so like i just i just pro i just try and lengthen the period of time um you know before eating in the morning kind of yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just, I feel full all the time. <laughs> so I'm trying to just sure. give myself some space. Uh, That's I think I do that by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose, but yeah. it is what it is. Oh, that's awesome. So it's funny. I asked that question because, especially to athletes, because I remember being asked that when I was younger and being like, what does it matter? Like, what does it matter what I do in the morning? But again, we don't have like normal jobs. So I always yeah. explain it to like athletes that are up and coming. I'm like, people are getting up and going to work and we're getting up and going on the mountain. So they yeah. want to know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting too. Cause I think for us, we kind of get into the realm or we want to get to a place where the eating, like you understand that you're eating good food and the food mm -hmm. that you're going to put into your body is going to provide what you need. But hopefully you don't have to think about the eating too much because right. then you're just getting distracted, right? Because yeah. normally what I'll do or when I'm at home or when I first go to the grocery store on a trip, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get, you know, and you kind of run around all flustered for a while and then yeah. eventually you kind of get your stuff in your basket together and you've come up with some, you know, all right stuff that you don't have to stress about making food throughout the week, you know, because during a competition, that's like... Not, not what, what you want to think about. Yeah. Did, did you ever take, okay, so when I was, um, my listeners and viewers know this, but when I went to the Olympics, I would bring food with me because I was like, oh, oh that's you being a dog dad. That's me being a dog dad. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> um, I would take food with me so that I didn't have to worry about it. Did you ever do that? <clears throat> um, I didn't. I'm trying to think of. A time where maybe I did. 
Maybe I've created, I, like I mean, like there was, there were people who had done it. Like I think maybe for Korea and for China. Yeah. Um, and it was just mainly like, breakfast. you know, yeah, <laughs> breakfast or like granola bars or something. Stuff that you were just like, I need case. to eat something I know in case, because yeah. you never know. Whereas for me, I, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to try the food and explore. And oh, <laughs> nice. I haven't had anything for me normal to eat in like two weeks. Right on. <laughs> this is still going really great, but. <laughs> so you don't have stomach issues like I do. I've been pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I've been lucky. Um but some people not so much, which mm -hmm. is so insanely difficult to deal with. I feel like, I mean, like mm -hmm. I don't have stomach issues and you know, let's say Lucky. I still run into my own problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I number having stomach issues. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Trust me. I've been there. It was like my whole career. Anyways, moving on. Number six, <clears throat> are you more of a book, a book person or Netflix? Um, I would have to say YouTube because oh. Netflix is great. Um, yeah. you know, but I find that I can get a lot of information off of YouTube and reading kind of is a, a harder, slower task for, for me. And I can intake a lot of, um, like audible information and, mm -hmm. and visual, but then mm -hmm. I also like to read online. It's just a okay. little bit more stimulating. It feels like I can, I guess read what I want instead of commit to accepting this book, you know, if I don't a like huge it, endeavor, yeah. finish the, the page or whatever, but that's okay. Um, no, that's, that's funny. I had my dad on the last series and the way he reads books is like, he'll sit down, read the book and be the completely antisocial. And I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know what's healthy and what's not. <laughs> I mean, I wish I read more because I find when I read I, I intake a lot of that information that normally sticks and mm, for quite oh. a long time as well. And so, um, I mean, if I'm reading like a, let's say like a normal or like a fiction book or a storybook, I don't think mm -hmm. it sticks out as well, or I have to be quite in it or wanting to yeah. learn it. Yeah, for sure. If for not, sure. I could read pages and they'd be just not stuck to the memory board at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, you know, YouTube. I, I, reading yeah youtube's great just so much to whether it's little things around the house or mm -hmm. you know, bigger things i think wait do like, you fix things around the house uh, no <laughs> 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 um, neither do up, i but i try yeah. <laughs> i put up uh shelves and pictures and okay. i think that's kind of been the extent of my me being a homeowner but yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, moving on number seven. Name one thing that you've learned the hard way. Um probably being an athlete. Uh -huh. <laughs> I guess. I don't really uh -huh. know. Uh yeah, like I guess it would not not really being an I athlete. Mean, I, I, would did, say, I did start your bio off with all your injuries. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, You've to be honest, a lot. the injuries have been, you know, okay in terms of injuries, you know, like people have ACL surgery and 
complications and things like that. So I think we're, I, I was pretty lucky, especially in, um, you know, in today's world, I think the doctors yeah. are pretty well versed on the insides of your knee right now. So true, um, true. concussions though, like those were a bit more difficult for me having longer periods of time that I was kind of, you know, trying to, um, recover from those. Um, and you don't have a timeline on those. Those are the worst. Yeah. They just kind of, cause you were dealing with one after, was it Sochi? For two, two years. And now I say, now I look back, I'm like, Oh, eight years. It took me a solid eight years to be able to snowboard at top speed again. Even yeah. though I competed four years later, it still wasn't. Where oh, 100%. Was. Yeah. 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 No, those, those are really tough. Like, you know, yeah. All right. Number number eight. What is your favorite sport? Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> oh man. It's so honestly like maybe I just haven't been focusing on like uh, non-Olympic stuff, but like I feel like you get so tunnel visioned when mm -hmm. you're focusing on the games that like nothing else really matters in terms of what you like and don't like because yeah. Yeah. it all morphs into just you have to do what you need to do to get to the games and then anything that's not involved in that is like you know disregarded so um <clears throat> i love skiing you know i love yeah. biking um one of the newer sports kind of traveling with the team not newer but over the last like 10 years um with being on the team is getting into surfing so yeah, uh, everybody's kind of been an avid surfer. Um, our coaches and both our coaches are surfers. One of them lives in Tofino, and so um, surfing is uh, surfing is one of my favorites for sure. It's freaking hard. Oh yeah, I, it's really good tr cross training. I feel like Trennan made a great call doing that. <laughs> yeah, I still like can't really catch waves. I just go in the water for a few hours and get like beat up, and then. <laughs> I'm like, that was sick, you know, maybe kind of catch some, a bit of wave and then be like, yeah, the stoke is still there. <laughs> There's definitely that. one time though, when I was like, I don't think I ever need to grab a surfboard again. Like I, I'm not, yeah. and then I would, and I, you know, and you get back out there, you get back on the board, you know, you're like into it. Yeah. I mean, I could literally sit out there and watch the waves for hours and still not understand the waves. That's my problem. <laughs> I'm definitely a water baby, but I'm not an ocean baby. That's that's for sure. It's a whole other entity. Okay, well, that goes into the number nine question: lake or mountains? Oh man, well they go yeah. hand in, they go hand in hand. Like, I know that you can't. They're just they're just meant to be together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I think that's a perfect answer. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That's why know. we live in Whistler, like, right? We get yeah, both. exactly. <clears throat> if I was, if it was like the ideal thing, though, it'd be like, yeah, definitely like a house, maybe Alta Lake, you know, yeah, maybe West Side, maybe the South Side. I don't really know. Maybe um, Adventures West, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Big one at the end of the lake. I know. I feel Green you. Lake. I would. That's like a whole different climate down there, though. For yeah. those of you that are listeners, not that don't know Whistler, we're just talking about different subdivisions that are on lakes in Whistler because you can in Whistler have the mountains and the lakes at the same time, which is like so great. Yeah. Are you up the mountain right now? No, I'm just at home. 
but like are you oh. um like oh, going no. up for the glacier camps because that happens yeah um i am not um yeah. i tore my mcl at the end of april oh, and no. so i've been kind of on the mend and um you did tear it <clears throat> yeah partial it was terrible. like grade two <laughs> okay what's that I feel terrible. No, well, I mean, it's like you know, we gotta we gotta talk talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. You're it's... coming to the fam jam. That was that day, right? Yeah. So I was I was skiing down to the half pipe, and yeah. my ski came off, and I had to like I had to bail. So I rolled over in the snow and was going too fast. Um, yeah. You know, but I was so I was hiking the ascent trail, which is the one that goes from the bottom of Blackcomb to the top of Blackcomb. Yeah, and I'm looking. At, yeah, it's the worst. It's super great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at the mountain, and I was actually like blown away. Like you're walking up these trails, you know, and I'm like, "Wow, my legs are burning." Like I've been hiking for whatever an hour, yeah. and I'm just like, "But we're coming down here from like you know, let's get, say we're going 50 to 100 kilometers an hour, mm -hmm. um, you know, with that kind of grade, and then the turning forces and the stopping forces." Totally. Um, that are exerted to our body are so next level and it just kind of blew, blew my mind and I was like well you know if I had fallen regardless that day that I'd torn my MCL I was like I was probably gonna hurt myself anyways or right. could have hurt myself yeah. because it was just you know too too much force right yeah yeah it is it is super interesting no, I know. I'm so sorry. So if the that was he was coming to an event that I was hosting, and uh, you you just kind of like you came up and said hey, and then you're like I gotta go, and I was like I felt like nothing was wrong, and then I saw your mom, and I was like oh no. <laughs> well, it was because I'd I'd seen you, and then I'd gone with the guys and yeah. uh, done a lap, and then we'd kind of gone and done crystal. So I was coming back to the half pipe, and it was like oh. towards the end of it. Okay. And I was like doo -doo -doo -doo, and then like. Ski came off, take a bit of a digger, and then I had to. I was like, "Do I ski from uh, the half pipe to Cat Skinner?" But I was like, "I'm parked at lot six, and I had to do this like oh, trying no. to figure out how yeah, I get." Yeah, down. what's gonna be worse? What did you and do? Did you like, ski down? Yeah, I one skied all the way to like Excalibur Gondola, and then I gondola to Mid Station, and then just like drove home. Oh my god! That. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, it was like the worst one ski of my life. This guy came by and was like, Hey, do you need a hand? Like I've seen this happen before and it sucks. <laughs> well, let me take your ski. And I was like, thank you so much. Let alone I have like a blown or a torn MCL. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, well, and, and for everyone that's listening, like the snow at that time is like so slushy. You might as well be like at a yeah. beach. It's like, and it was like, it was, it was like going down half the mountain on one ski. Oh. Like it was such a long ski long out. runs. Such yeah, I was like, runs. there's one chair I could take. <laughs> I could take the black home gondola. No, we're going right to Excalibur. Like, okay, so you have a little bit of stubbornness in you. I see that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah. Um, I do I do appreciate the story you were telling before about, like, hiking the ascent trail. So you're just, like, on foot hiking up the mountain and then getting that different perspective of, like, the the – runs that we go down it is something else in the summer to go up there and see it it is yeah and it's it's beautiful too i feel like summertime is almost a nicer time of year for whistler yeah. you know obviously we all love sliding around when it yeah. comes but I love yeah, those, seen, uh, flowers up there 
beautiful. It's incredible. Like the views and the alpine kind of um, scenery and environment is is really amazing. You know, and the fact that we can explore that um, yeah. either on foot or you know with the help of the gondola is really cool. So and just sure. unreal hiking. I love it. Uh, number 10, the last one of the rapid fire that I told you they're never rapid. Um, <clears throat> what is one core memory from your childhood that like pops out? Um, <clears throat> um, quite a lot, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, but I'd say some of the feelings or like the emotions would just be like spending time with friends and yeah doing activities, whether it was riding bikes, you know, um, you know, I'd have a couple buddies that I would kind of hang out with every day in the summertime and we'd like live together for like two months, whether it'd be like sleeping at his house or sleeping at mine yeah. and then we'd bike all day or in the winter time, it would be, you know, waiting till after school or the weekends to hang out like we had a <clears throat> big crew from the city that would come up for the weekends and we'd all ski saturday sunday so okay. that's another another big one for me but um yeah i love that it's so true and it's funny i had like feet banks on and a generation just like a little bit older than me and yeah. they were we were talking about like what did we do back in the day and we're like talking about things in the village like the arcades that used to be around and yeah. i was like holy blast from the past like yeah. we used to have arcades and and one thing i like i would take away and you might think this as well um being a Whistler kid, when I was injured with my concussion and I couldn't do any sports, I was like, oh, wow, I would normally do like five sports in a day and not even blink an eye at it. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing from you is like biking, hiking, skiing. It, like, is that similar to you, would you say? It, it was when I was growing up. Um, mm -hmm. But as I kind of, you know, started to focus on skiing, it really shifted into mm -hmm. um, cross training. And then also just, you know, more time was focused on, on snow training or trampoline training or gym training. And those things were, I didn't really leave myself too much room. I had plenty of room, but I didn't really let myself kind of bike throughout the last yeah. 15 years, let's say. Like I stopped biking or let's say, let's say like 10 years. Like I stopped biking probably when I was like... <clears throat> 16 maybe 17 like seriously yeah just so you know i could well that's the age that's like really the age on, on biking yeah <clears throat> yeah that's the trajectory of like when you hone in on your sport yeah. and and i wouldn't i would say i spent a solid 20 years from winter to winter yeah and now i'm like oh hello summer <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah so it's um what was the question again? I just spaced it. Oh no, it was just your core, your core, your core memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which do you remember the Rainbow Theater arcade? Yes, yes, I do. And like we used to watch movies there. Uh huh. Stuff. I know. And then now. like where the core was, there was like an arcade and all that. Yeah, that was huge. We had like it's so funny. Like, did arcades just fade out and now we're just? I don't know. People have video games on their phones, I guess, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But. That's those arcade bars in the city though are kind of cool. Have you been? Uh, no, I haven't been to those. You gotta go. You gotta go. They're cool. Are they like old school, like Rush and like the, yeah, the car games yeah. and stuff? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. They have Rush and like basketball, like the shooting games, Deer Hunter, or whatever. Like, uh, 
anything you want. And I'm not going to lie. I do have Buck Hunter um, at my house. Sick. But because my TV in my living room is too new, I can only play Buck Hunter in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Does it have the old like RCA jacks? Is that why? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yellow and uh, and and white. That's awesome. <laughs> You're just living it up at home. Like I wish Whistler had an arcade again. <laughs> I know. We're like let's just let's just go back to our old times. It's so funny. Um, so you did touch on a lot of a lot of things that we do around Whistler. What was it like in in high school for you? Because we were not in school together. So were you were into skiing when you and biking when you were in high school? Did you take time off school? How did that work? And where does Molly fit into the situation? So um, (laughs) kind of like, I guess we can start with the like three sports. It was like kind of like hockey, um, biking and skiing. And then as if you played hockey, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that one was like a big one because it was like. You know the the one that you're going to three days a week, and yeah. it was more of a like a, a a driven and dedication thing versus the skiing and biking at the time was a very like social, um, <clears throat> social thing I would say. Okay. Yeah. So the hockey was like a more of a commitment thing, you know, like mm-hmm. want to practice tw- two times, three times a week, a game two, three times a week, you know, Vancouver one maybe two times a week. Um, yeah after school right and so um it kind of shifted into like i was able to start to ski on like a monday because they'd offer like mondays were ski days so kids this started let's say in elementary school okay yeah yeah yeah. kids would go up to ski with the ski school instructor Mm -hmm. and nobody would be in school and so i would be like well i guess yeah i'm gonna go and so I think, uh, I think at that time it was like breaking away from ski school and then me and my buddy Nelson and a few other, other of our friends would go skiing Monday. So from an early age, I got to ski three days a week. Amazing. And then, as, and then as it moved into black home freestyle and more of a skiing focus, um, and I think hockey was still in at this time, I was able to, I think, skip Fridays. So the freestyle program had like a little high performance program and so we would go and ski on friday okay. and so in high school not every day but in the winter and some days i was mm-hmm. able to kind of miss out on certain fridays okay so another three-day ski week which is great living uh, your best life yeah exactly <laughs> but it didn't really morph i would say like into the you know some people are like some people are full-blown athletes before they've graduated. And I don't think that necessarily, or like, let's say professional athletes. I don't think that changed for me until um, after high school. Okay. So like maybe let's say, I think my first world cup was 2009. So I graduated 2010. So I must've done a world cup or two or some events before that, but I hadn't really taken on the, like, I have to miss three months of school or whatever, you know? Yeah, type, yeah, yeah. Type situation, which is kind of nice because I could just focus on school and, you know, and yeah. then do skiing after. 100%. Um, yeah, so then hockey kind of took a backseat, biking took a backseat. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then Molly and I got together in high school. And we've, um yeah she's been there the whole way you know we've been yeah um 
together for a really long time. And so uh, it's been cool. Did she, did she go to both of your Olympics? Uh, she didn't go to China. Oh, yeah, because she um, couldn't go to China. Yeah, but right. she came to Korea. Her and a couple <clears throat> girlfriends came to Korea, which was like, which is awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. Actually, them. no, I was with her watching you in yeah. for yeah. China. <laughs> yeah. That's what a cool community we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cool, though. I was cheering my face off for you. Yeah. No, awesome. it's it's really cool. Like, I like that support. Uh, and just the feel of everybody kind of coming together, right? Like, yeah. as, you know, everybody has their own interests and things like that. But I feel like Whistler as a community, obviously skiing and biking are like the main interests interest that everybody can kind of come together on. So, totally. I mean, and there's more sports than that. But, uh, yeah, so people kind of recognize it, you know, when something like that's happening to come together and, and support each other. So it's cool. How could we not? It's so much more fun for us. It's also yeah. a party scene, which is great, yeah. too. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, a reason to go to the village and have a drink. Sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, do you know what? So this is the first Olympics that I was I watched because I went to the four prior ones and I was yeah, like not sure how it was gonna be I was like and 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 you just wait till you retire I'll, I'll be there with you um <laughs> it's like the craziest thing I have never been so involved in other pe watching other people I was like really? I can't I can't talk to anyone I'm really nervous yeah. for everyone because you still know everyone that's competing at the Olympics and I yeah. felt like I was still there yeah so it is a wild experience for yeah sure it is super wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, you know, everybody has their own journeys and there's only so much you can also say, right? And so it's kind of just like, you just kind of give the head nod and like, you got right. this, you know? You're 100%. Like, you got it. There's not much to be said, you know, let's just put our heads down. And I know. You got to yeah. go to work. Um I do want to chat about, because we have talked about your career, just you and I as like, I, I'm like older, have done a lot. And then I, we have had some really great conversations about like, hmm, should I keep going? What should I do? And, and you're not the only one that I've had these conversations with. Literally, Mikhail Kingsbury at um, in Korea was like, I have the gold medal. Now what? I'm like, dude, yeah. keep going. If you love you're it, like, if you love it. most precious <laughs> Heavy metal, dude. <laughs> He's like, I don't I know, know if I like gold anymore. I just no, no, no. <laughs> He's like, should I keep going? I'm like, okay. Well, and then I was like, yeah, you should keep going. And I've also yeah. said the same thing to you. If you still love it, keep going. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna feel empty if you if you stop. And yeah. and for him, I'm like looking. I'm like, okay. Well, he's doing quite well. How many globes can he get? Keep going, keep going. Well, and so it's like he's like, well, do I want to? You know. Don't come, I mean, to, don't come do. to real life. Don't come to real life, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Molly. <laughs> yeah. It is it is an life. amazing lifestyle. And like you yeah. um, have such an amazing team behind you. Honestly, I was always yeah. a little bit envious of your guys' team because you had Trennan, yeah. who's your coach. And like um, and Mike, is it? Uh, Trennan Mark. and Mark. Trennan yeah. and Mark, yeah. Yeah. Like you guys have it dialed and such good camaraderie between the team too. So I hope uh, there's good things in the future for you after you mend again. Yeah, for sure. I think the approach now is going to be a little bit of a, um, it's a, it's a, like a train smart, not harder mm -hmm. type approach. You know, I think yeah. as a kid or until let's say 25, 26, um, 
I'd put in my time and my 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 reps, my laps in the half pipe, you know, and on yeah. the trampoline to get to a point where I don't necessarily think that more is as effective for me as the quality, okay. you know, and and staying safe. And so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that our sport is insanely dangerous and that every time we go out, it's it's a huge risk. And that's not only physical, physically taxing, but it's also extremely mentally taxing to get to your place to like to get to yourself to a place where you're like, okay, I'm okay with the consequences, you know, striving mm-hmm. for these results. And so um yeah, so now it's just a bit of a a bit like a understand that I can't do it all, you know, make the most of it, train hard, stay fit, staying strong. Um is probably like my main focus now. Yeah. And then, you know, go on snow, kind of get back to where I, I, I've been, you know, keep it fresh. And then, and some incorporation, you know, I'm still able to learn new tricks. I'm still able to um, awesome. push myself in my sport, which is really, really cool. So yeah. um, that's, that's nice. But you, you just have to go around, you just have to go about it in a, in a smarter manner now, you know, to kind of prolong yeah. the longevity of trying to get let's say one more olympics in there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well and you have the muscle memory like you didn't belittle that you put in that hard work and i think 100%. with the next generation coming up it's like i want it now nothing happens mm-hmm. now it does take time so i mean I mad was, props I was, to you yeah i would say i was a late bloomer in the sport too like i mean you know i wasn't like a child prodigy or i wasn't like the best at 16, right? I was like, it took, it took some time, you know? And so, yeah, I think people just have to put in the hard work and then maybe you'll look as good as Simon in a half pipe because that right there is a freaking thing of beauty that I would just stand in the half pipe in awe of like looking at you go air to faking and be like, absolutely not. I would never do that on skis. And it is just Go watch his videos. Simon, where can people find you online? Oh, I just lost your audio for absolutely no reason. Hmm. I'll edit this. Why did it? Did you touch something? Yeah, you touched something. Yeah, I muted my microphone. There we go. All right. Where can people find you online? Uh, Mainly on YouTube. So... I would say searching my name, first and last name, um, and then let's say like World Cup or X Games. Um, I think, you know, that way you're able to get to watch some of my runs. I'd say that's where I have most of uh, my skiing. And then just various other edits or clips that kind of come along with it. But yeah, um, yeah YouTube, Simon D'Artois, or Instagram, at I'm Simon D'Artois. Also, yeah. you're a fabulous photographer. I try, yeah. I'm Keep like... I'm like kind of trying to, you know, start the uh, the switch from skier to photographer and all that training as of photography kind of over the last few years as well as like, I'm like, all right, time to switch gears and, and make that happen. So, well, you definitely have the eye and it's, it's something to look, definitely check them out on YouTube as well as Instagram, Simon, anything else about being a Whistler kid that you want to bring up in this? Um, that it's just, you know, like you get to spend a lot of time outside being active. I can't remember who I was talking to yesterday. I mentioned it though, but like, or maybe it was you. 
<laughs> the start of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that we just do so much activity, right? Like yeah. we are um, always outside and always playing, you know, and so um, that's really cool. And Whistler, Whistler is an amazing place. Um, definitely want to just shout out to like everybody in the community and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had an, an insane amount of support through through the years and uh, I wouldn't really be where I am without the support of um, people in this community. And that's from when I was a, a kid up until this point, you know, like friends, parents, friends, business owners, um, you know, people who worked at businesses, coaches, whatever, like everybody has played some part into where I'm at and I'm extremely grateful for that. So um, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, awesome. Well, it is a good community, so I will <laughs> see you around town. And thank you, Simon, so much for dropping in today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Mercedes. Great to see you. You too. Bye. so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.